again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three perspectives from varying skill range. I'll be the traveler of this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who likes a little space junk in the trunk, Keith. Hello. And the alien we never understand, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was my pick, and kind of Keith's pick, because we both were looking forward to this game. And that was No Man's Sky by Hello Games. So, a little quick backstory of this game. If you have not been following the history, No Man's Sky has quite the interesting history. It originally was announced in, I think, 2005, and it was very ambitious. It was very much, it's this open galaxy, everything's procedurally generated, every plant, every planet, every animal, every like environment, it is all just procedurally generated, and everyone is in this big shared galaxy, and you're exploring and interacting with each other, and the whole purpose is to get to the center of the universe, because it was supposed to be this big mystery, and... This was, from what I can think of, this game was probably the biggest letdown in, like, recent history. I remember when this game came out, it was huge, it sold so many copies, and then within two weeks' time, over, like, 60% of the games were returned. It was really ambitious, but unfortunately, like, the studio could not meet its goals. But the great thing about this game, and for me, to get a little ahead of myself why I think you should play this game... The studio has not given up on it. Most studios would have been like, well, we botched this, we failed, we're going to be done with it. But they have stuck with it and they are continuously updating it. Just recently, I think the update, they came out with Exocrafts. I know before that you could mount animals. But regardless, there's been a ton that has been added to this game. So going around, since I already kind of said, this for me is a game. I do still have some issues with it, but overall, I really thought this game was a lot of fun. Yeah, see, I... I'm the same. I I think it's a game. I even dare say it's a definite game if you've got Game Pass because it's free and it really is worth the play. And like Andrew said, what they've built on is really something special. I was just kind of let down by it in a lot of ways, at least personally. But it's still a really good game and I would still call it a game. Yeah, I feel like anyone who's been listening for a while knows I don't really like space games. And when I first started playing this, I was, this is a game, but the more that I played it, my favorite things about the game are the most grindy and I feel like the least worked on kind of. And so for me, I'm kind of very much in the middle. I guess just for an answer's sake, I'll, I'll still give it a game. But I think that after, I think I put like eight hours, which really isn't a lot. I just, I do not want to play anymore and I'm not going to pick it back up. I think this is our most like hesitant game across the board where we're like, yeah, game, but not. Yeah. I mean, so it clearly sounds like we all have issues and I'm sure we're going to get into it. But if you're somebody who really enjoys kind of exploration and building, for me, I think the closest example that is similar to this kind of game is Astroneer, which is also in Game Pass, which we did an episode on. I felt like they, they're relatively similar. You're, you're obviously in space. You're gathering resources. You need different resources from different planets to craft and build and kind of grow things. So if you are someone who really likes Astroneer, maybe Minecraft, you might want to check it out. You, you may enjoy this game. But starting off... What did you guys think of the story? So as I said before, the original plot of the game was to basically just get to the center of the universe. There is this ominous being called the Atlas that is at the center of the universe. And you're basically trying to get to it and uncover the mystery behind it and what's going on and why are there these robots that are attacking people. And I don't know if it was an update, but they definitely added a lot more to the story. From what I remember, I think they 
when it, No Man's Sky first came out, it literally was just get to the center of the universe. That's it. There's no story. Just get to the center. That's your goal. But they actually added quite a bit of quest line now that kind of guides you through how to play the game and then gives you some lore. What did you guys think of the story? It kind of reminded me of Astroneer and Outer Wilds. And for me, like both of those games, it's the same thing. Like, eh, the story was kind of there. What? what? For Outer Wilds? Oh, Outer Wilds, sorry. I was thinking Outer Worlds. I was like, Outer Worlds had a fantastic story. Or, I was, uh, at least a cool story. I was intrigued by the story, but I think that at a certain point in the game, it started getting a bit complicated. Yeah. And so for me, I... I kind of struggled to keep my interest in it. Yeah, see, I, I'm kind of in the same boat because I remember, I mean, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but I do remember when this game came out and it was exclusively on PlayStation, I think, at the time. Yeah, it was. My neighbor... It only recently came to Xbox, I think about like less than a year ago, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. But my neighbor had a PS4 and he had the game and I was so excited. I went over there and... I sat there and I watched him play it for a good hour and I couldn't tell or understand why everyone hated the game. I thought it looked awesome. I thought it looked like a ton of fun just exploring the galaxy. It's just like jumping around and doing all these things. But then when I played the game, I kind of was immediately annoyed that I had a storyline. I thought this, like I was just, I wanted this to just be an exploration game. I want to do my own thing. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Well, you can. No, and I know that. I'm not saying I couldn't. But yeah, yeah, because if you're not following along the path of some of these things, you're not increasing things enough to farm more and all this. And I get that that's part of the game. I'm not actually complaining about it. It's just I had a different expectation. And I think that was one of my biggest letdowns, personally. It's also weird, too, that you kind of feel alone in the galaxy. Like, it's a huge galaxy. But it's just like you're not really. Yeah, I felt it felt lifeless to me. Even though you're interacting with some NPCs and stuff like that, to me it did feel really lifeless. It's because you're not getting interesting quests. You're just getting fetch quests. So you're not going to be talking to people and, oh hey, like my brother's in danger, help him. You're not going on these grand adventures and learning these cool stories. No, you're doing fetch quests. Kill five creatures. Kill 10 Sentinels, gather some ore, like really basic stuff. So I agree. It felt so lifeless to me. Even but, the enemies, like they would just like nip at your ankles. And it's like, I felt like if you're going to have enemies, like actually make it fun to fight them. Yeah. The combat felt a little lackluster. But I actually agree with your kind of comment of how the story felt a little bit like Outer Wilds, where I was intrigued with the story at first too. But it started to get grindy and it's just a lot of reading a text. There's no voice acting in this game. And I think that really drew me out of the story. And it was the same with Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds didn't have any voice acting too. So after reading so much text, I felt like I was getting bored. I was getting lost. I was finding less interest in the story. Because I felt like they could have had voice acting for the main character in Artemis. Yeah. At the very least. But like I said, I'm pretty sure the story quest was added later. So instead of adding, hiring a whole bunch of crew and everything like that. Because this is a very small studio. This is their only game from what I've saw. So they obviously don't have a ton of money to hire people to do all the voice acting stuff when a game that's already made. It would be a difficult task, so I can understand it. I think the biggest reason why I don't want to play the game anymore is I feel like it's going to be a very long time until I get a vehicle of some kind. And it is just... The planets are pretty big, which is... It's great. But 
whenever you search for something, the other thing is like 600 units away and then you get to it and then the other one's like 900 units away. And I really liked exploring the planets because a lot of them are very different. The planets are different and I just, I just couldn't run anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it gets a bit grindy and not even grindy, just slow and trudgy. I started using... It's very grindy. Give me one of those paragliders or something, even just to make the truck down better. Like I can go up, okay? Just just meet me like halfway. Yeah, I'm 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 not praising it. Don't get me wrong. My whole thing was normally I just fly straight up into space and phase to wherever I needed to get on the other side of the planet. Uh, yep, that's what I did. But I don't know. It felt like it was defeating the purpose. I meant it more for things like knowledge stones and you know like the buried technology. Like I actually had fun looking for those and same with resources. Like I'd find like a, a copper deposit. And then I would still need more, but the other one was like super far away. And so I just felt like it was taking forever. Uh, if it was more than 500 units away, I was taking my ship there without question. And then also the, I ended up upgrading my exosuit and having it so that it was more heat resistant. I didn't see any difference. And so that, that was the first thing that I kind of created that I was like, oh, it's kind of a dud. So... I agree with you guys. My biggest complaint with this game is the grind. So I'm sorry. I feel, I feel like we're saying grindy so much because I said like 50 times at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, it is true. I'm sorry. That is the biggest thing of this game. So there is multiplayer. I remember that was the first thing that this game was blasted about when it first came out that they're like, oh, everyone's in the same galaxy. And sure enough, day one, people figured out a way to get on the same planet. They stood in the same spot and they couldn't see each other. And I remember the studio was like, ooh, yeah, we didn't expect people to do that so quick. We were going to actually add that feature later on. So they did add multiplayer. You can now easily jump into your friends' games and interact with their bases and stuff like that. But because of the grind, I did not find much reason to kind of jump in with you guys. I would go in and help, but it's like, hey, you can build a base. But you only can build like four wooden walls and a floor and a roof. That's it. You have to gather the resources to research the stuff, then you research the stuff, then you can get the materials to build that thing. And it was just so much steps just to build a simple base. And it was just, it was frustrating. And when you first get to build a base, you get a research station and it's like, oh, there's like 20 things. Okay, that should be like, I guess that's all I have to research. That should be pretty quick. But then no, then you get to the Atlas station and it's like, nope. Now there's like a hundred things you have to research. Then you get a freighter. And then that has a bunch of things it has to research and you end up finding out you have to just gather so much research stuff to just start actually like building a functional base that's actually like cool and worth visiting. And I always felt that I was out of inventory space. Yes. That really irritated me because it's like I had like my storage container, I had my ship, I had me. And I understand that the the big load is at the beginning, but I felt like I was using the teleporter so much and there is a load screen. And then at one point, I went into one of the stations, space stations, and all of a sudden, like, it looked like the game was shaking, and my guy was stuck, like, in the ship. I couldn't get out. I couldn't do anything. And I was just like, I can't deal with that load screen anymore. I just used the teleporter, like, three times, and I ended up ending it for the night. I was like, oh, well. (laughs) So, I, I know you complained about it a lot, but I actually did not mind the load screen. There's only kind of, it only happens when you take a teleporter or when you start the game. Yes, it is very lengthy, but I am very impressed that you can land your ship, 
get out like in your ship, fly into space, go to another planet, and it's all just done pretty seamlessly. Well, no, it's a teleporter that I was getting frustrated with. Because yeah. Because I felt like whenever I needed to use it, I had to use it like three or four times. See, well, that's why I would never try to use it. I would just use my ship and fly to destinations instead of taking the teleporter. Typically, I did the same thing, yeah. I mean, there's the teleports definitely were kind of long, I felt like, but... But then you're using, you have to use stuff to make the the thruster and the all that kind of stuff. Unless you get the technology where your ship recharges the thruster, which I kept telling you to get. I was like, as soon as you get it, it is a game changer. I needed like 50 million things that I didn't know how to do it. I knew how to do the basic <laughs> things. Like I knew how to heal myself and fix the ship and things like that. But when it came to researching, and same with like, I just wanted upgrades. Like I wanted to run faster. I wanted to upgrade my equipment to make them run faster and things like that. And I just felt like... Whenever I did something, like, it was never enough. Or maybe I'm just, like, not easy to please. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, there was just a lot of things. There just was, yeah, you'd collect all the stuff to get that, but you'd have to use the resources that you needed along the way to collect the things that you needed to collect. And it just, I always felt like I had too much and never enough at the same point. Yeah. So you started to talk a little bit of it, Liz, but... Did you think the tutorial was good enough in this game? For the beginning, yes. But then when it came to like, I mean, I was asking you, I had to find something that I'd never seen before. And I was like, do I craft this? Like, do I have to like get salt and then put it in the refinery like a couple times? Do I buy it? Like, I didn't know how to get it. And so for me, I felt like when it came to actually like building like the bigger stuff, I just didn't know what to do. I could have Googled it. And in the past, like, I've always relied on, like, Google and YouTube and stuff. But I just, I couldn't be bothered. I wasn't invested enough, I guess. What about you, Keith? I thought it was all right. I I mean, it didn't drag on. So that was kind of nice. It kind of got you through it pretty quickly. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, a mission would be to build an item. And that felt kind of weird to me. But I felt like it gave you a pretty good step-by-step on how to get each thing I needed to do. I don't know. I didn't think it was great, but it didn't bother it didn't really bother me either way. So for me, I actually really liked the tutorial in this game. I think it did a really good job at the beginning to hold your hand, guide you through what you need, because when you start No Man's Sky, it throws you into the fire. It is trial by fire. As soon as your character boots up, it's like, oh your life support's about to die. You need to start finding things right away or you're gonna die. And when I first started, I played on survival mode. Because I was like, okay, it looks like it's just slightly more difficult, but it's not permadeath. I'll try that. And I instantly regretted it. I thought it was so frustrating. I felt like I couldn't find anything. I felt like everything was trying to kill me. And I was like, this sucks. Because I joined my friend who was playing normal. And I was like, this is actually a lot more enjoyable. I'm just going to switch it to normal. But um, yeah, I thought the actual tutorial of it did a good job. Because it's like Keith was saying, if you need to create something. And I was trying to explain this a little bit with you, Liz. If you, you can actually create a mission to create that item and it'll actually give you a step-by-step guide. So it'll say, hey, you need salt, put it in the refinery to get this and you need this many to create this object. Or it'll say, hey, you don't have this technology, go talk to this guy, get this mission and like get the technology to build that thing. So I actually thought it did a really good job explaining how to get the components, where to find it and like actually guide you through how to build things. But as we said earlier, it was it still also showed how much of a grind it was just to build something basic to get the technology to progress or get like build a nice structure. 
I thought you were confused about the salt refractor as well. I was at first because I was trying to do a like team mission and I needed to get polyfiber, which is like another special component you need to build. But I was like, I don't get how I do this. And it was at that time when I figured out how you can create a mission basically to do a step-by-step on how to get the technology to do it. So it, it was very confusing to me at first. But then like once I was able to kind of put some of the pieces together. Well, even when you go into the anomaly and you're supposed to talk to these different people, like there's no signs or anything. Like I, I, If you weren't there with me, I would have had to talk to every single person. And so for me, I was like, why make that like unnecessarily difficult? See, I thought you were supposed to just talk to any and everyone anyways. Like I, that was what I did when I went on to the anomaly. That's what I did on any space station, particularly the space stations. That's actually where I had my most fun. I enjoyed the whole language aspect of this game. Yeah, asking for dialect help and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was fun. I didn't really do that until after the anomaly. And I feel like I actually probably would have liked it more if I had done that before. So I hated it and I liked it. I thought it was a cool little mechanic that you obviously are interacting with these different species and you obviously don't know their language. But my God, that took forever to learn, to actually like start getting to understand half of what they're saying. When it was first, when you first were learning these words, I'm like, oh, I'm sure there's probably like, I don't know, 50 words I got to learn. Nope. I'm up to like a hundred something with the Gek. Like they're the one on the farthest end. And there's still a ton of words I do not know. It's a language. Of course, like there's one knowledge stone that I got and I learned the word is. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Because then it's like <laughs> power. And it's like, when you look at like sentences as a whole, I knew right away. I was like, it's going to take forever. Yeah. And then there's three different species. So you got to learn three different languages. And it's just, it's just another thing that is a massive grind. Yeah, but those, those participles are nice. When you get those, the A and the, you want to throw those in. Yeah, that's a lot you of kind of start, yeah, figuring out what they're saying. And obviously you want to do it because then when you're interacting with some terminals and you're doing some puzzles, which I actually really liked, you would get these kind of charts, which are kind of like side quests, and you'd go to a factory and it would basically give you a puzzle. Sometimes it's like a sequence, like, oh, what number's next? Or it would say like a warning message. And if you don't know the language well, you don't know what it's giving you a warning of. And you have to figure out like what to shut down or what to transfer power to. So I actually thought these puzzles were actually kind of fun. And it actually showed like a progress of you learning a language. I guessed on mine and I was right. (laughs) I think there was only one word interloper. And it was like, well, good luck with that. I mean, you have a one in three chance. That's the nice thing is that it's a multiple choice. You have one in three chance. So it's like, well, I guess I'll guess. Oh, for a long time, I only knew, I think, like one word with Corvax. And so it was the only word I could recite back to them. I think it was like research. And they all loved it every time it was a positive. <laughs> okay. I make so much friends with the word research. Yeah, I never thought I could just walk up to people and be like, yo, research. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's just like real, real world, you know? You go to like Germany and just know the word research, people love you. Like, dang, that's one <laughs> smart character. <laughs> But yeah, so as like kind of grindy as it was with like kind of learning the language, I did think it was an interesting mechanic with it. I was more interested in than the story. I'll tell you that for free. Oh, wait, this is all free. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I will say I am really glad you didn't have to learn the language to do the story. I like a lot of people would just kind of like circumvent that. And they're like, yeah, this person can actually just speak to you. We're not going to explain why. They just they can speak to you. Let's just not worry about it. They're important enough. So I'm glad that you didn't have to grind out 
a hundred words just to figure out what's going on in the story. I really want to know what our grind total is right now. <laughs> oh, it's probably like seven. Teen. This is gonna be a good a good trivia question. In I'm the not future. very good. I'm very <laughs> terrible with guessing with numbers. It's gonna be a grind to figure out how many are in this. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Somebody out there is listening and just getting a rage. <laughs> like, stop it, guys. So then the, let's talk about something that isn't so much of a grind, and that I guess is the exploring, which, Liz, you said you really enjoyed. You loved going to I the... I said that was the biggest grind because I didn't have a vehicle or anything. Ah, okay, never mind. We'll scratch that then. I loved it. No, no, no. We'll <laughs> scratch that transition. I did not care for it. This is another thing for me that I felt was kind of lifeless in the game. I said, <laughs> I said earlier that I thought that getting around was really annoying. Like, I really wanted a vehicle or a paraglider or upgrading my stamina, something. A Segway? Yes, exactly. Yeah, a Segway. <laughs> that would be great. But I did think that there really were um, not enough enemies or even weaponry, if they're going to have enemies, plants, things like that. It did just feel samey, I guess. Which is a huge galaxy. I, I really wish it was just smaller and they focus more. I, I kind of agree with that because uh, to me, even though all the plants, animals, and everything are supposed to be procedurally generated, supposed to be random, I didn't think so. I felt like it was really samey. I thought I was seeing a lot of the same rocks, a lot of the same trees, a lot of the same dangerous fauna. I saw the same type of weird-looking cow-looking creature or cat-looking creature. Mm-hmm. Did I you remember, get the hoppy mushrooms? Uh, that looked like penises? I did. Are you going to talk about those ones? <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't notice that. I just oh, thought they looked like hoppy ta- mushrooms. You probably talked about the ones in the cave. There's these hoppy mushrooms I found on, like, a beach planet, and they straight up look penises, like testicles and all, just hopping around. It was the weirdest thing. I remember when No Man's Sky first came out, there was a ton of memes of pictures of people taking of the most grotesque-looking creatures. <laughs> because this game really was... It was insane with how procedure general it was. You would get like an eyeball with like wings and like this one massive leg. It was just the weirdest looking stuff. But it looks like they kind of toned it down, which I think is kind of sad because I actually wouldn't mind seeing those weird grotesque creatures. Instead, I kept seeing the same like fat cow, and it's like, all right, well, you know what I'm boring. You know what I thought it lacked, and this is something I was thinking earlier, especially was almost like the long dark. This game could benefit from having a story mode and then just a survival exploration mode that's like heavy yeah. procedural, just really heavy on the exploration, maybe some base building, but yeah, then you can just play the story if you just want a more directed game. I also think that, I mean, if when you're exploring a planet, I feel like there should be things that kind of like are worrisome, I guess. Like for instance, like Earth, we got bears, we got sharks. <laughs> You know, if you're going to have enemies, like, have some cool ones. Or have some really majestic plants. For me, I was just like, there's got to be something a little bit extra out here. Yeah, because the enemies that you fight in this game are pretty boring. You have the Sentinels, in which you have, like, three different types. Well, four if you count the spaceships. But you have, like, a little drone. You have a little dog. You get a massive mech walker that shoots lasers at you. And then, yeah, you get spaceships. When you fight them in space. But Which, when that first happened, and, like, I was in space and people were shooting at me, I I didn't know what to do. You I, shoot back. You don't just I didn't that. know how. <laughs> and I couldn't what do you mean you don't know what to do? You shoot back. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I'm just saying, like, I felt like there should have been a bear or something. 
in space, just floating in space. No, so like you know a do? mutant, like bear. What about something bears? that was like, oh crap, I should go over there. What about a Bowie in space? But yeah, the combat to me was very boring. Like, so I was hoping at least the space combat would actually be kind of fun. It's been like I feel like forever since I've had a really fun space combat game. Prey. Oh, I miss <laughs> that game. No, that was still just a first person. No, I'm talking about like in a spaceship shooting other spaceships. Oh. The combat in Prey was amazing, and it was technically in space. Okay. But anyway, but you were in a spaceship. Like the last good spaceship game I remember was Star Lancer, I believe it was called, on the Dreamcast, the Sega Dreamcast, and I love that game. And then before that, it was like Star Wars TIE Fighter that came out like 95 on MS-DOS. Like those were like the few good... The few good, like, space combat games. Yeah, so space combat was pretty boring. And then the ground combat was pretty boring. You had the multi-tool and you got to upgrade it with a shotgun or a machine gun or just a basic pistol or grenade launcher. But just the enemies were so uninteresting to fight that I didn't care. I would hate a space shooter game. I don't, I mean, I don't like being in the spaceship. You just talked about how you loved Spray. (laughs) No, I don't like being in the spaceship. You're in the spaceship with Prey for, like, five minutes. I'm saying, like, a spaceship shooter game. Oh, okay. Oh, it's been so long since I've played one. I feel like maybe it'd be kind of fun. I I, I guess more than anything, I, if I was going to do some sort of vehicle shooting game, just give me another twist of metal. That's what yes! I really want. Oh. I, I mean, I, I know that's not space combat-y, but if, it's, if we're talking vehicle combat, I was all about that game. A jam, you can throw in space. Twisted metal in space, space, space. So I know we've obviously said, said grind a lot, but going back to your point, Keith, where you were saying that this game probably would benefit from a story mode and a survival mode, I just think overall, a lot of this game's grind and time would be cut off if they just got rid of the salvage data. Yeah, I can I can see that. What do you mean by that? I'm confused. So the salvage data, as you remember, Liz, is what you did to research the technology in order to build the structures. If they actually just gave you the option to build all these structures, but it was harder to find the resources, yes. that would have made it more interesting. I just hated the fact that I had to go gather a bunch of these salvage things, research it, and then gather all the materials. So as you said, Keith, I think it would have been great. I agree with you if they had a survival or a story mode. And yeah, the survival, you know, you didn't have to research all that stuff. You just had to basically find a way to build your shelter with lacking resources. Are they still working on the game? Yeah. They just get the last update they came out with it was like a month ago. Nice. So that's what's I that's what at least impressed me a lot about this game is how much it has evolved. There actually is quite a bit to this game. It is just unfortunate. I think it is just very grindy. So I think that's what's really great about No Man's Sky is that there is a lot in this package. I think it, why it is so grindy is because they keep adding patches, and the patches are kind of like their own separate thing, and they're not really cohesive if that makes any sense so for me i feel like they should just scrap it make a no man's sky 2 and actually have all these things that they have together be more cohesive because everything did feel separated in its mechanics and its shops and the things you're learning and stuff and it didn't feel like it was a really integral system if that makes any sense i feel like that's our favorite thing to go to don't build more just build a new game (laughs) (laughs) that's not true I've developed so many games, and you can just build a new one instead. It's so much easier, and I'd appreciate it. Yeah, copy, paste, rebuild. Put a two at the end of the title, and you're good to go. I love it. Madden 2021. (laughs) I mean, I okay. I I know it is a bit 
selfish of me to kind of say that. Yeah, just scrap the game. But I'm just, I look forward to a sequel. I feel like there's a lot of good components here. It's just scattered everywhere. Did, how far into the story did you get? Because I probably played about as much as Liz, like somewhere between eight and ten hours, probably closer to the eight. But I was like talking to Artemis fairly frequently, I guess. This is about as best. I never found her, though. So I've put in, I think, about 18 hours. I think you interact about with three major characters. And I am about done with, like, the second major character. Can't guarantee. I mean, I was trying to look up the story more before we recorded this to kind of get more of the grasp of what was going on. Because as we said, I was kind of getting a little less confused. And I'm pretty sure I'm getting pretty far into it that I could kind of get to the end of it. So, yeah, I mean, I finished the whole story arc with Artemis. And, yeah, I'm on to the next guy and, like, halfway through that one. What happens to Artemis? Do you save her? I don't want to give a spoiler alert. Well, nod or shake your head. No! (laughs) (laughs) You have to leave that. This is even better. (laughs) Way to go, Liz. (laughs) I knew that was going to happen, too. (laughs) Was she real? I'm not going to tell you anymore now. You're still just going to give things away. I'll tell you after the podcast. Yeah, so we definitely wanted more time with this game since there was so much to it. How much of the mechanics did you guys interact with? Like, so Liz, you obviously didn't get any vehicles. Did you do any vehicles, Keith? No, never did. So I got the vehicle. I got the rover. I actually thought it was pretty boring. And then I was excited because then I saw you get a freighter. And it's like, ah, sweet. It's this massive ship. You can actually store your other little ships in it. You can do missions with it. And I thought that it was kind of underwhelming. I... Ended up spending 10 million credits on it, and I was just like, all right, this is actually kind of boring what I do with it. You literally just kind of say, hey, go do this mission for me. And then comes back and gives you, like, 100,000 credits. And I was like, oh, that was kind of boring. I saw at one point you had fed an animal so that you could ride it, and it was about the size of you. (laughs) And it went the same speed because you were telling me, oh, yeah, you can feed animals, and it's a lot faster that way. And I was just, like, watching you, and I was like... I know. The example I showed you, I literally picked, like, a fat cow, and it just, like, waddled. And it's like, well, this is uh, kind of a bad example because the first time I did it, it was, like, a, a bipedal creature. So it had two legs, and it actually was pretty fast. So, yeah, the example what I showed you was I unfortunate. I picked <laughs> the fattest creature. But it, it still wasn't a great mode of getting around. Yeah, I saw the freighter. And he wanted like 13 million from me. And I was like, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so that was how that ended for me. So if you actually look on YouTube, there is quite a bit of guides. And there's actually a lot of systems you can exploit in this game. So I don't know how much, how difficult you guys had making currency, but I found it incredibly easy to make credits. Feeling first... livers were worth a lot, I'll tell you that. Ah, the thing that are worth the most are the Whispering Eggs or the Larva Core, but they came from Whispering Eggs. So when you're first starting on the story mission, you have to build a hyperdrive and you got to get antimatter to power the hyperdrive. But you go to a little facility and it has a bunch of little eggs everywhere. If you shoot the eggs, a bunch of scary monsters come out and they'll rip your face off in like no time at all. But if you can crack those eggs and steal the things in them, a stack of five is worth almost 300,000 units. So I found this out early in the game, and I was like, well, this is sweet. And I was able to make millions pretty quick. Well, you found a cheat, didn't you? Yes. So this game, as big as it is, there, of course, is quite a bit of bugs. And that has actually one of the bugs. If you can keep entering your ship and exiting it, eventually the creatures, like, don't register you anymore. They would just walk angrily around me as I would just steal their eggs, but they wouldn't attack me. And I was just like, okay, 
Even if I attacked them, they still wouldn't do anything to me. They just angrily looked at me and walked around. And I took all their eggs and made a fortune. So that's why I was able to buy a freighter. Mm, cheater. But uh, there is like a kind of a live current or uh, a live market system in this game. So if you're selling a lot of one particular resource, it loses its value. And I saw a good amount of YouTube videos on how you can massively exploit that system. So if you're looking for a quick way to kind of speed up in this game when it comes to grinding the credits and the nanites, just look up some YouTube videos because the market in the game is pretty broken. Well, I was going to say bugs in general. But yeah, so as I said, there is quite a bit of bugs in the game. And I noticed a lot of it are mostly graphical. Since everything in this game is procedurally generated and there's not a lot of loading screens, everything kind of pops in. And I think because of that is why I was interacting with quite a bit of bugs. So Liz, you were talking about how you like kind of went under, or like you were like stuck in your ship, but not in your ship. No, I was in my ship. So I got to the anomaly and all of a sudden it looked like the game was shaking. And it, the ship was tilted, like almost like it was on something. And I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't leave my ship. I couldn't use my thruster. It was stuck. I had something happen to me that was kind of similar. There was a handful of times where I would enter my ship, and I would be in first-person mode, and the camera would be under the ship. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, this happened to you too, Keith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got this quite a bit. So I found the best workaround for that is just to switch the ship to third-person mode. But the first time that happened... I was crashing into everything and it actually was clipping into walls and I ended up clipping into a freighter and I couldn't get out of it. And I ended up exploding and dying and losing all my resources. I mean, I could go back and gather it, but it was just like, well, this sucks. Well, cause like what happened with me, I hadn't really done too much before getting there because when you save, you exit your ship. But I felt like if I had done a ton and then couldn't get out of my ship, I would, I'd be really irritated. Yeah, I don't. I didn't actually realize there was a way to go to third person on the ship. Quite honestly, so that's a dumb oh. on me. Um, I ended up a just tip for you. Yeah, I ended up just teleporting back to a space station and back, and that worked. Actually, I teleported to it, then I got on my ship on the space station and I took off, and it worked though. Yeah, another common glitch I kept getting was if you ever fought something that was melee, so specifically the monstrosities or the robot sentinels. They would do a charge attack, and sometimes it would launch my character miles away. Like, it would be the slightest tap, and my character would just, like, fly. And it's just like, well, I am now, like, 1,200 units away from my ship, so that sucks. Luckily, I could still summon my ship, but it was just, it was a common glitch that I kept getting. Oh, as, as a hot tip for you, too. I think it's somewhere approximately around 6,500 units away. It doesn't even show you units anymore. It just shows you time. How much time? And it's like over 10 minutes. So that's fun fact for you. I found that out the hard way. Oh, man, that was fun. Thank you, Keith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as buggy and stuff as the game was, did you guys like the graphics? Oh, oh yeah. I think it. I think you said it earlier. It sometimes felt kind of samey. And honestly, the color palette was just flat in a lot of ways but i thought the graphics were pretty good for a game that's four years old i actually i thought the colors in this game were actually impressive sometimes when you're flying through space you see some kind of cool geodes that are kind of a nice vibrant color space was cool i just thought the planets were kind of boring some of them like some you go to like a desolate planet or a frozen planet and yeah it's really samey looking the trees are kind of samey but i've gone to some tropical ones that i thought were really cool uh, I've gone to one where a lot of things were like hexagons that I thought was really cool. So 
I don't know. I actually, I was impressed with the graphics. I actually liked the character models too. Oh, I, I turned myself aliens... into a Gek real quick because that's more fun. Yeah, I, I ended up being like a light bulb at one point. Uh, <laughs> I ended up being a human with like a cat helmet. That was probably my main character. Nice. Yeah, I would always do random. I thought they were all really cute. I think that the water was like kind of underwhelming. Oh, yeah. But overall, I actually really liked the graphics. I did think, especially with like the plants and stuff, I I didn't recognize what was what because they all did look samey to me. But overall, I, I, I did like the colors. And one more thing about graphics, I actually really liked that you could kind of see the elements. So like when you went to a planet that either like had like hazards or it was really hot, really cold, I think that they kind of showed it in a way. And well, that's how yeah. you could tell if you were on like a planet that you'd want to be on for a while. You know when you're in space, you can scan the planet and it actually gives you a list of how like difficult it is, what resources it has, what kind of planet it is, whether it's like a scorched, a dead planet or a water planet. I would only look at the resources. Oh. Yeah, there's actually quite a bit of information it'll give you before you even go to the planet. But another thing I wanted to ask you guys, I don't know if you noticed the music at all in this game. Because it took me a while because the music in the game is really quiet. But I actually learned, I loved the music in this game. I actually thought it fit it really well. It was really tranquil. There was a couple times it like cranked up. Like the first time you go to a space station, oh, it every plays time like this rock music. I feel like it was every, every time I went and it was annoying. Oh, no, I only got it one time. That, that must have been a glitch for you because I only got it for the first time. Maybe it was just when I entered. I don't know. I didn't like it though. It felt yeah. very out of place. But I ended up turning down like the overall volume but cranking up the music. And it made me actually enjoy this game a lot more. I think I remember liking it, but for the life of me, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I just feel like I remember being a lot of little bells and chimes. No, it was a lot of like, a lot of keyboard, a lot of guitar. Like it was just a lot of instrumental music, but it was really relaxing. And I actually looked on Spotify. There is a soundtrack and it's, I actually really like the soundtrack for this game. Girl, you know, I'm in then. You love your game soundtrack. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, even though the music is really good in this game, my final big complaint about this game... Achievements. Is achievements. Oh, 16 points apiece, or 32, oh or whatever garbage God. it is. Yes, I hate when a game does this. We did this... For, I can't remember what other game. We did this for another one. But yeah, this game, all the achievements ended like in a six... So your gamer score will always be this odd number. Like, oh, that irks me so bad. Do they do so it bad. to be rude? Because they must know that hardcore gamers hate it. My only guess as to why they did it is, I don't know if you remember the story, but 16 <laughs> was a very common number. So I think the achievements were all... Hold on, I, gotta, I should check this now. But a lot of the achievements ended in 6. So make so some think, 10 and some 60. Like, make harder ones 60, easy ones 10. Uh, don't get wrong. I'm with you. I for me, achievements need to end in a five or a zero. It almost feels rude. <laughs> it is. I get maybe you're trying to be cheeky and go with you know you know hey, sixteen is a very common number in this game, so we're doing our achievements based off of it. But is it really worth inconveniencing people just to do an homage to yourself? No, <laughs> it irritates me. Yeah, 32, 16, 64. Yeah, so all the achievements Multiple are divisible 16. by sixteen. Yeah. Okay, so that was, I had a feeling that was the case, and sure enough, that is the reason. I get it, you're trying to be, yeah, do like a little cheeky homage to yourself, but come on. That just irritates me. Come on. How about 
How many points are you subtracting just for that? Oh, that loses like <laughs> a good point and a half. <laughs> I thought you would like it because you did fairly well. You got 528 out of 1,000, uh, 16 out of 27. Yeah, and 528. Come on. I'm sorry. And then Keith and I, unless it changed in the last hour, we were both 96 out of 1,000 and got five each. Yeah. Yeah, you tied. guys tied. <laughs> for a second. That's great. Sure. First place losers. First, you guys are both first place losers. But uh, all in all, though, the achievements aren't bad in the game. So I put in, like I said, it's like 17 hours, and I have 528 game score. So it's this game does a pretty good job handing you achievements. Like, I was getting a nice constant feed of them. I don't think you'll probably 1,000 this game. Specifically, there is one achievement to reach the center of the galaxy in permadeath mode. And unless you're a masochist, I don't care to do that achievement. I Because knowing me, you're going to get like one or two planet like galaxies away and then you're gonna die and lose everything and that would just be so depressing and it's only worth 72 gamer score so it's like ah, that'd just be so frustrating to do but hey if you want to try to get it are there any funny ones or fun ones because i was getting the ones that you learned x amount of words you traveled x amount of units things like that no so most of the achievements that you're getting are story-based like you became this they're milestones so when you're playing the game you have these milestones that you hit from traveling a certain amount of distance scanning a certain number of creatures obtaining a certain amount of currency you know generic milestone stuff and at a certain level of certain milestones is usually an achievement there are a handful of you know building a base getting a freighter there's one achievement i couldn't figure out how to get and it's to visit a Another player's base, which, Keith, I visited your base, which you've aptly named Club Booyah. I visited it numerous times, and it didn't mm-hmm. give me the achievement. So it's like, I don't just... just Does it have to be like a completed base? Well, I mean, 6.74% of gamers unlocked it, so it feels like that's quite a bit. Uh, I'm did, assuming since Keith look called up it... Did you Yeah, and, peop- and from what I saw, they're like, oh, just visit a person's base. But it wasn't working for me. Maybe it's because you named it Club Booyah and not Base Booyah. It didn't give it to me. Hmm... Maybe what if I called it Booyah Base? I don't know. Well, let's try and see. That's it. That's sort of a cooking pun. Maybe someone gets that. I don't know. Nobody's going to get that reference. Write me if you do. So overall, like the, the game isn't bad for achievements, so, but you probably won't a thousand it. But getting to our final thoughts, I will go first. Overall, I thought No Man's Sky was a lot of fun. Yes, it is very grindy, but to me, I found it to be very accessible. I love the ambition of this game. And it's just unfortunate. It just falls a little flat. The worlds feel kind of lifeless. You're not really finding too much of an interesting story. But it is something you can easily jump in with your friends. It's nice to kind of do some of these missions with like other random people to get some currency. There is a lot to this package. It is just unfortunate. It's very grindy. I know. That's probably like the hundredth time we said that word. But that is the most common thing in this game. So it's definitely worth checking out, though, because, I, I mean, like I said, it is just really ambitious. So for me, I'm giving this game a solid 80. I still had a lot of fun with it. I still was just a bit disappointed in it. Actually, no, I'm changing it because I forgot about the achievements, and I hated those achievements. I'm giving it a 78. <laughs> I just oh. remembered again, even though we just talked about it. <laughs> Screw those achievements. Good memory. You have a good memory. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say you gave it a bit of a higher score than I did. I... 
I thought it was a lot of fun. I feel like I might be go back and play it some more, but I just, yeah, I felt really bored with it and just the way that the game built on itself when I wanted a lot more just straight exploration and, I don't know, discovering things. More space stuff would have been fun. But yeah, I think I'd give it a straight 78. It's funny because I was actually going to give it a 78 just because I felt like the game deserved a higher score than I really wanted to give it. I was, I, I mean, I wanted to go down to 75, but I was like, oh, if I do 78, like, <laughs> I'll just do 78. You guys did 78. I was I was torn between 75 and 78, so yeah. Wait, so we all landed up on the same score? I was yeah. originally going to do 78, yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to land on, and then you said 80 and then brought it down. So I, I you stole my score. You just said it first. Man, this is weird. <laughs> It's happened before. I know. Well, no, I think I think there's only one other time we were like a point or two from each other. I don't know if we've ever all landed on the same score. We have. And this is the same thing where you always say, Liz, you've never finished a game. And I counted today and I've done 13 because you said it again. You always forget. I've said this before that we did all three. You say you always forget, but uh, who won trivia last week? Shibuya roll call. <laughs> I only remember what's important. <laughs> Fair point. Oh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Metacritic. <laughs> I forgot. So 77 and 7.6. Someone who gave it a 4 said that it still feels like Sea of Thieves in space. No. Sea of Thieves is so much more entertaining. <laughs> that would be good. And then a lot of people had like the same general idea that they were impressed, but it still feels kind of empty. And that on foot, the gameplay just doesn't cut it. So I saw a lot of those same comments, but I felt like people either loved it or they were in like the four to seven range. Not a lot of people angry about it. Uh, did our French counterpart? No. He did not review this not game? Not that I saw. I could be wrong, but I actually, I looked. I, don't, I didn't see him. Ah. Uh, dang. I miss him already. French correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. You can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash firebird01952. Uh, but yeah, a couple of you have come by my stream and have said hi and greatly appreciate it. And one of you, Keith is going to give a nice shout out to. Yeah, as always, I've been Keith. And on behalf of our listener, Dat Chuck, I like big butts and I cannot lie. So if you want Keith to uh, give you a shout out and say something stupid, you can write us an email at kbassgrabbag at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook, catch me on Twitch. I don't know. Just reach out to us. Keith will say something stupid. This is going to get out of hand. (laughs) Get something more stupid than I normally do. And I'm Liz Anoob, gamertag coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Anoob, but Noob is EW. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We've been getting a lot of support and reach outs from some people. And we just, we love hearing from you guys. So thank you all so much. And it sorry for the us. G word. <laughs> G word? Cranky. Oh. <laughs> oh, anybody God. made it this far. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, this episode's become a grind. But thank you all so much, and we'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Grind night, everybody. Bye.